Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Doug Dewan. Joining me this segment is Buki Gates, the founder, executive director of Baseball Beyond Borders. Join us as we look at issues that affect us here at home in our community and across the nation. Today, we're going to talk about Baseball Beyond Borders and how it's helping youth in sports. Buki, first of all, thank you so much for joining me to talk about this. Uh, thanks for having me, man. You know, obviously, this is an opportunity to tell the story, right, that often is not told about the impacts of baseball and how it has uh, in our communities and the history, right, to yeah. how we can preserve the cultural legacy. Well, so I played baseball my whole life, so it's very important to me, um, and I know how it shaped me as a person. But explain to me why you started this foundation. What what were you? What did you think was missing in the world that needed you to step in and kind of help with? So this is a story that's also familiar that I'm that I'm telling, and it's about pain, passion, and purpose. And I think the pain that I experienced by being displaced from my community in order to experience baseball at a high level uh, really fueled the passion that I had for the sport and play. That you know fueled the purpose, right, uh, of baseball beyond borders. And many of that came from my. Uh, inability to have my grandparents, right? My great grandmother who loved watching me play at Garfield Playfield. Once I got to that level of 13, 14 and baseball just wasn't available, readily available, especially to, to take your talents, right? To go play and experience at a competitive level. Well, I went over to the East side and, you know, my grandma wouldn't come see me play. You know, I was playing at Graves Ballpark, right? Uh, down there at Husky uh, Stadium. Still wouldn't come see me play, even though we're about two miles from from that location. And so that pain really hurt. Right. Because I did not get she didn't get the opportunity to see me play. But more importantly, when I would come home to the Central District of Seattle, I would see many of my peers uh, not playing, not not doing anything. Right. Even though they were far better than me, could, could have definitely you know took the talents of their their play to a whole nother level. Um, that hurt, right? That hurt that I wasn't able to support them or I was taken away and they didn't have the same opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that really challenged me. Um, you know, I wasn't able to make a decision or, or impact that moment. But once I got through with college and played professional ball, I knew that I had to do something different because I didn't want those near peer uh, me, to me fall victim. Um, to the lack of access and opportunity. That is how Baseball Beyond Borders really got started. Um, and now here we are uh, continuously thriving and improving on the work that we need to do to impact community. So before we get into the topic of how it shapes the youth in their own personal development as people, let's talk about those barriers that you're talking about. So what barriers do you think a lot of youth that maybe a lot of people don't know face just playing baseball? Is it financial? Is it distance? Is it transportation? Is it uh, discrimination? What do you think? So it's all the above. Um, and I think it's easy enough to pinpoint the financial barriers because it uh, it's very costly, right? It's cost prohibitive when it comes to I need bats, I need balls, I need uh, I need a field to play on, I, I need a glove. There's so much equipment required to play baseball, not to mention I also need eight other people um, mm -hmm. if I really want to field a team. Um, and so that's something that you have to kind of get over. There's also just the, the lack thereof of field access um, that's out there in, in today's space, right? And playable field uh, space, um, which also can be a, a, contrib a contribution. But what we find, and more importantly, is the social dynamic around the game. Uh, the communities aren't talking about the game. It is not socialized enough. Um, you know, like I said best, we can talk about what Geno Smith did um, when it comes to his stats mm -hmm. and what the Seahawks are doing. We can talk about, you know, basketball and what's happening with the current state of playoffs and, and the current NBA finals. But no one is talking about baseball. No one is having conversations at the dinner room at the dinner diner ta dinner ta diner table um, that speaks to 
you know, what J.P. Crawford is doing, mm-hmm. um, what we're seeing with Tim Anderson and others in the sports, particularly within our communities. Um, it, it becomes kind of an obsolete kind of a conversation. I mean, so we're trying to change that narrative to make sure that we socialize folks within the sport of baseball, because one, it's the only sport we ever own. And I speak to that about African-Americans uh, when it comes to Negro Leagues. So there's a cultural preservation that I think we have to begin to think about and really uplifting those and, and really celebrating the life of what Jackie had to endure to ensure mm-hmm. that we get, we were gained access uh, we provided access to this sport. And so how do we continue to maintain that same opportunity? I will say that the the MLB has done a better job of promoting the Negro Leagues and the Negro League Hall of Fame uh, in recent years. But it, to, to the bigger point um, of nobody talking about baseball is, do you believe that baseball is starting to shrink? Is it facing attrition as far as love in this country? And where do you think we need to go to bring it back to where it was I don't know, even like 15, 20 years ago. I I do believe it is uh, experiencing some attrition and much of that has to do with just the travel ball experience. And that's no no knock on what organizations are doing out there in the travel ball space, right? But I Mm -hmm. think when you start to see more and more travel ball clubs develop and and start to uh, be visible, obviously that's hurting, right? Because now you're depleting uh, the talent pool. You're also giving too much hope. And then you're also distancing many of these kids and families from wanting to participate because of what they experience off of that, because it becomes a win at all costs type of approach and the lack of development doesn't happen. Um, And so I think what we're trying to find is how do we make sure that we nurture and we don't take away from little leagues. Little leagues is a rites of passage and I'm an, I'm an advocate for little league baseball and I want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to play um, as long as there is a little league, a viable little league program within their community. Um, So it has to start there. And what we have to do is start, stop looking solely at the athlete themselves. We got to start investing in our coaches. You know, that's the Mm -hmm. one area that I do believe from Major League Baseball to what we're doing as an organization. And I can only speak to us, right? And so I'm not going to point the finger at nobody else, but Baseball Beyond Borders needs to invest in our coaches, uh, making sure that they have the knowledge, skills, and abilities, uh, not only just to teach the game of baseball, Mm -hmm. but to also teach youth development, to understand and to embrace where our kids are at, at current stages of life, to ensure that they feel welcome, they feel heard, and they have a sense of value and purpose uh, in life right here in in this space and in our communities. Yeah. And so from a personal standpoint, I know how baseball affected me in my development as a person. What do you see seeing like being around baseball, being around the game all the time, being around youth developing? What skills does baseball bring to these kids? So it, it brings what I call perseverance. Right. It, it, it's it's the only game you can have success when you fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to be on that other end to say that I can fail, but yet I'm still standing. I still have an opportunity to uh, swing the bat. I still have the opportunity to make a play. You know, that's some of the intangibles, I think, that the game of baseball will bring. It, it, it allows for long suffering. Right. It patience, endurance. There's so many things that you have to kind of embrace when it comes to this game of baseball because you just never know what you're going to get. And when I say endurance and I, I really, truly mean endurance because there are going to be you can play in a game for two and a half hours and you will never get a ball hit to you. Um, so so you also got to have uh, the attention to detail um, is something I think so profound that we don't pay attention to because um, there's so many nuances within the game itself. Um, so, you know, you, you talk about just from a hitter standpoint, when I get into that box, you know, if there's a person on base, you know, what what do I do? What's my approach? Right. There's approaches we have to take. And I'm, I'm hoping that if we can take that same approach in life, we'll start to think about 
and be more proactive in how we go about mm. our days, right? That's the thing. Baseball is a proactive game. You can't be reactive. Uh, otherwise, you can you can hurt yourself. Yeah. And to, to your point of like perseverance and everything. So I saw on your website a statistic that said, I believe since 2014, two plus thousand students have come through. 98% on-time graduation rate. That is remarkably large percentage. Why is that such a focus? How do you focus on it? Uh, why is that so important to you and the organization? I think it's important, right? You know, because we aren't solely the ones that are, you know, ensuring that they have high graduation rates or ensuring that there's an on-time graduation rate within our student-athletes. But we do hold them accountable. And we hold our community accountable. Mm -hmm. And particularly, we hold the forever coach accountable, which is the parent mm -hmm. um, or the guardian or those that uh, are actually the head of the household um, in that, you know, young student athlete's life. And if they need the support, we're there to kind of provide that, right? We we don't try to replace uh, what their counselors are doing or what the schools have to offer. We're here to compliment. Um, but more importantly, we're there to be a listening ear to many of those student athletes and encourage them what they need to do and how they can get go about it. Yeah. It, like for me, baseball taught me being a team player, taught me how to fail gracefully. Um, but it also taught me like when I am failing, how to be there for my teammates, you know, like if I'm doing bad to still cheer because my teammate lifts me up by performing well. Um, and so I'd say the same thing about, you know, the scholastic uh, portion of your program when everybody's picking each other up because you want to hit that 100 percent. You're never going to hit 100 percent, but you get 98 percent. Everybody feels responsible to the person next to them. And I think for my own personal development, that was one of the biggest things that I ever learned. Uh, what would you say the biggest lesson that baseball gives to you? Yeah, the biggest lesson I think that I've ever received was uh, that support, that moral support, and really the collective support that it brings by being amongst a team, being amongst a family. Um, and I think that speaks volumes because, like you said, when when you're experiencing failure, and believe me, you can go through stretches in the <laughs> game of baseball where you can literally go five to ten games without experiencing a hit. Now, you may put the ball in play, mm -hmm. but, you know, you may not be squaring the ball up or you could just still be struggling. You may field, uh, have a 70 percent fielding percentage. Um, that's terrible in baseball. <laughs> right. So that means I'm making air after air after air. I can't throw the ball right. But you have teammates, you have people that are still encouraging you and they're having success. So how do I celebrate their success? And I think we don't we don't get that enough because I think society, we tend to be individuals mm -hmm. um, and it's individualistic. So we, we care solely about ourselves and not about the collective. Um, and I think that's what the game of baseball can really do is it can really support the collective. Um, and that's what I want to continue to push that our community, that community of baseball enthusiasts are the ones that are going to support each other. Yeah. The brilliant thing about baseball to me is it is a team sport, but individualistically, you know, yes. you have to wait and watch your teammate play before, you know, you're not running down the court together. Mm -hmm. Um, but you are running to the road because you got some cool stuff coming up. I want you to talk to me about three things. You got the reconciliation tour. Um, there's a film about the reconciliation tour, and you got the Nike RBI West Regional Tournament. Probably other stuff in the works. Tell me about those. So let's start with the uh, Emmy-nominated reconciliation tour film. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we did not win. Um, we we attended the Emmy Awards uh, just this past weekend on Saturday. Um, great experience for us. Um, who would have thought Buki Gates or Baseball Beyond Borders would even be nominated for an Emmy Award? Uh, but I think we did win. And when I say we won, it was simply because the voices of the youth in West Jackson were heard. 
and now I believe they're valued. Um, so that film is out currently on YouTube. You can check it out. It's also uh, 40,000 feet in the air on Alaska Airlines in-flight entertainment. Oh, nice. So if you are on a flight on Alaska Airlines, we ask you to go to the in-flight entertainment and watch the Reconciliation Tour film. Uh, we are actually going back to Jackson, Mississippi this week. So July 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, uh, we will be in Jackson, Mississippi and Montgomery, Alabama for Reconciliation Tour 2023. So we're building off. Uh, the work that was set forth in 2022. Um, but more importantly, it's about continuously giving hope and and providing dreaming opportunities for the student athletes from West Jackson. Mm. It's a bigger and better experience this year. Obviously, we're partnering with John and Vera Mae Perkins Foundation. Uh, we're also partnering with Jackson State University. And this year, we got the Mississippi Braves. Uh, it's a minor league affiliate, double-A affiliate with the Atlanta Braves organization that's going to also be a part of the activity this year. We'll be able to watch a game. They'll get to experience minor league baseball. So it's it's showcasing and highlighting baseball at all levels. Um, so we're excited about that. That's incredible. First of all, minor league baseball is like baseball in its purest form to me. Oh, absolutely. Because like, everybody loves the game. And absolutely. everybody that's there loves the game. So to experience that as a group, I think is wonderful. And then uh, you've got the Nike RBI West Regional Tournament coming up. Tell us about that. So, so this is a big week for baseball in Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I'll just say in the Northwest, uh, we get the Midsummer Classic here. Uh, you know, it, it, it was 2001 since the last time mm -hmm. we had it. So and I think the narrative out there is you probably get All-Star Game every 20 years. Um, you know, but hopefully we'll we'll change that because we are starting to become a major market. Uh, so hopefully we can turn that around. Maybe every 10 years we'll see all stars here in Seattle. Uh, so this week is going to be a significant week that is from July 7th through July 16th. Um, I say that because we'll build it off. It'll start off with the Major League Baseball Commissioner's Cup. Uh, that starts July 7th through the 10th. The MLB Commissioner's Cup and Jenny Fitch Classic is both a baseball and softball showcase series. It'll highlight the top players from Urban Youth Academies across the country that Major League Baseball invests in, as well as some of their RBI programs, which is Reviving Baseball in the Inner City. Well, this year, Seattle will have its first ever team participating in the Commissioner's Cup since its inception. And so we're putting together and assembling a strong group of candidates here locally from our community um, and this Northwest region that will participate in that Commissioner's Cup um, and, and you know provide some competition. And to really put Seattle on the map to say that we do have some baseball players and softball players uh, that can get after it. Um, we won't have a softball team in the, in the Jenny Fitch Classic. Many of the girls that we identified are already kind of uh, had some previous scheduled uh, mm. conflicts, so we weren't able to put, make that happen. But that's still a good opportunity for us to showcase the knowledge, skills, and abilities of the student-athletes locally in the Commissioner's Cup. And then shortly uh, after the All-Star Game that takes place on July 11th, uh, Baseball Beyond Borders and this great city of Seattle and Kent and Auburn will be hosting the Nike RBI West Regional Tournament. Again, that's a Nike Reviving Baseball in the Inner City West Regional Tournament. That takes place July 14th through the 16th. Um, we'll be out south in, uh, in the South King County region for the pool play games. Kent Meridian High School, Auburn Mountain View High School, Auburn High School, and uh, Russell Road Park, Hogan Park there with the city of Kent. Championship games will take place July 16th. That will uh, be at Husky Ballpark and Husky Softball Stadiums. Nice. So, so we're, we're giving them and immersing them in a great experience. Um, this year, the numbers have almost tripled uh, when it comes to both the 
three divisions that will participate in this. You got the juniors division baseball, which is 13 to 15 years of age, senior division, 16 to 18, and then softball, which is kind of your 13 to 18 age demographic. Uh, Baseball Beyond Borders is excited because we have a sister program now, Softball Beyond Borders, that will participate in the Nike RBI West Regional Tournament. Excited. There's going to be six softball teams, seven senior teams, and six juniors teams. Like I said, we tripled the number in softball. So we're excited. There are teams coming from all across the West region, Hawaii, Alaska, Northern California, Southern California, Arizona, and Portland, Oregon will have his first team. Boogie, this sounds huge. <laughs> like there's, you got so much going on. There's so many different, look, one of my favorite things about playing baseball is there's no uniformity to the field beyond the dimensions of the infield. Right. Um, and so for them to get to bounce from field to field and experience all the different dimensions and fields and looks, I, it's amazing. And it's truly was one of my favorite things playing. Um, now you're going to need help with these things, right? So, uh, absolutely. How do people help? What do you need? What could people do if they, they want to participate? So you have the ability to volunteer, donate, or even sponsor. So we are looking for those sponsorships. The sponsorships is specifically to the Reconciliation Tour and the Nike RBI West Regional Tournament. The Commissioner's Cup, that's pretty much what Major League Baseball is doing and offering. So we have very little other than just our participation with that top 15 players and two coaches. Uh, but for the regional tournament, I think it's going to be important that not only are we looking at volunteers because we have six different fields that we're going to be overseeing. So we're going to need as many bodies and faces out there to encourage and support uh, those student athletes, making sure that they have the hydration that they need so mm-hmm. that the coolers are stocked inside those dugouts. Uh, we got to keep scores. So game changer app to, you know, the scoreboard so they know what's going on and what, what the count is. And then finally, we just have to make sure that we can broadcast. I think the most important thing is that we want to make sure that these kids, their parents, their their, their guardians, the, mm-hmm. those that are back home have the ability to witness the sights and sounds that their kid is, is experiencing, uh, even though they weren't able to make that trip and commute here to mm-hmm. Seattle. So we're looking to do broadcasting. Um, so if you have the voice for radio, you have the voice for uh, just television, we need you to come out there and go ahead and lend your voice. Uh, there'll be anywhere from three to four games per day at each field uh, for the two days, uh, both that Friday and that Saturday. So there's not a lot of time. Um, so we're not asking you to spend and commit, you know, your entire day. We just want you to show up. But more importantly, if you can't volunteer, you can't donate, you can't sponsor, you can still be present. And I think that means a lot for the kids Mm. from our community and the kids that are coming from these other states, uh, to know that people in Seattle care about their kids and they want to see them thrive. And I think your presence to be able to root them on and cheer them on. Now, I'm hoping you're cheering for the Seattle teams, but <laughs> it's OK if you are from California or you are from Hawaii or Alaska that you go ahead and you chew, you root for your native, your native uh, community, which I'm OK with. You know, it's a solid point that you bring up because, like I said, I played baseball all growing up. It does not draw a crowd the way that football does or even volleyball or basketball. They draw people that just want to come watch the sport. Baseball doesn't, especially in, you know, school, you know, high school, travel teams. Nobody, it's the families yep. and the families only. So to have anyone else actually showing up because they want to see you play, I think does make a huge impact. Um, and when you see a lot of people at a game, it's rare and it is wonderful, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, you try to build up to get to the big leagues or the minor leagues where you're going to play in front of a few thousand people. That's a huge difference. Um 
So donate, volunteer, sponsor. Now, on the donate aspect, uh, is it just financial or can people donate equipment, uh, like you said, refreshments, things like that? Yeah, it's not just financial. Um, you know, obviously, we always lean toward the financial mm. aspect of it, but you can donate equipment. You know, we always are in need of that. Obviously, it's equipment both on the field, but also the equipment off the field, right? We're going to need DJs. We're going to need, mm. you know, sound equipment so that we can stage at every single field. Um, that's probably the most important. Um, kids are going to have the equipment that they need, but mm -hmm. as we continue to progress and build the organizational model, obviously, yes, equipment does become the on-field equipment becomes mm -hmm. uh, very beneficial uh, when it comes to just having the right and proper bat, right? Um, having the proper gloves that they can use. Um, and I think that also gives kids a sense of belonging because the last thing we want to mm -hmm. do is when we accept equipment, we don't just accept the equipment and we hold on to it as an organization. And then we just borrow or lend it out for that day or for, for that season. We want to make sure that that kid can take that equipment home, that they own it, that they feel that they have now a sense of belonging because now they can go play catch uh, mm -hmm. with their near peers. They don't have to wait for a practice to get a glove to then go out there and try to, you know, showcase their skills and abilities. So that's what we're going to really need. But, uh, you know, uh, off the field equipment, so DJ equipment, so whatever you have, DJs, if you're out there and you're listening, if you want to volunteer some of your time or if you want to just bring some of the equipment that you have, mm -hmm. we can definitely use it because we want to create that experience um, that these student athletes have to hear music in between innings, to, to even if we want to create walk up song opportunities for them, you know, let them experience a big league opportunity. I always wanted a walk up song. Oh, yeah. Never had a walk up song. Well, they got them nowadays. <laughs> yeah, little league teams are having walk-up songs, that's but that's that's the beauty of the game, and that's they should incredible. they should have it. To your point, though, like taking home the glove, like I don't think people that don't play the sport truly understand how much that actually becomes part of your personality. Like you fall in love with that glove. And, you know, I played multiple positions. So I had the first base glove, I had the glove that I used on the mound, I had the infielder's glove. That, mm -hmm. And you just, you really do fall in love with how that becomes a part of you and being able to yeah have it at home with you and wrap it up and it, it's a really important thing and i love that you're doing that now uh where should people go if they want to learn more about the the organization and to volunteer like what where should they go so you can visit us on our website baseballbeyond.org org or you can also visit us on all social media platforms uh, bbb inner city BBB Inner City. Um, that's on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, as well as Instagram. Um, and you can learn more about the opportunities that come to play. Uh, but we're looking for you as a community to come out and support um, in whatever way you feel you can contribute. Um, so the opportunity is endless. I think we have the ability to make a significant and huge impact mm -hmm. around baseball, not just simply because we're hosting the all-star game in Seattle, but because we are now showcasing the skills and abilities and the opportunities that's prevalent for our young people. Um, and I think we don't do it enough uh, because we get so focused and centered around what the Julios and JPs are going to do. And mm -hmm. granted, they were the ones, and I'll say this, Julios and JPs, they participated in the Commissioner's Cups. They actually participated in RBI West Regionals. So imagine what the opportunity can be when you see a student athlete at this Nike RBI West Regional, mm -hmm. potentially in five, six years from now, put on a Mariners uniform. And you were able to witness the, 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 the development of that individual. Yeah, it's an incredible feeling, I'm sure. Uh, so before I let you go, uh, we've talked about a lot of things, but there's always something that's pervasive that you maybe wanted to get out that we didn't bring up. What is that for you? And then I'll let you have the final word. 
I think it's it's important that we continue to preserve the cultural legacy of the sport of baseball, right? Um, there's so much that we do, and we can we attribute, you know, the Jackie Robinsons and obviously the Andrew Roop Fosters that started and created Negro League Baseball in the 1920s, and we're continuously seeing the preservation of African Americans and kids of color having access to the sport. I think we can still do better. We can still elevate our promise. We can still create the spaces that um, baseball is a viable asset in our community. And I think it's also going to be a sport that really heals. Um, and that's why we have the reconciliation tour. We know we can center the sport of baseball and it is a vehicle that advances the life and academic outcomes for those that participated in it. So we're going to continue to uplift um, and celebrate the game of baseball and what it has brought to our community, especially the Seattle community. Um, there's so much rich history for baseball and we have to continue to preserve that. Again, Boogie Gates, the founder of Baseball Beyond Borders. Thank you so much for coming in and telling me the story today. No, thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing everybody out at the Nike RBI West Regional, July 14th through the 16th. And thank you for listening. Conversations is a public affairs program of this station.